0: Hi, welcome to Teshuvah Return and Reboot. It's our 20th edition of our reflections on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. This is Michelle Sarna. It's been my pleasure to join you on this journey. I love hearing from you. So please feel free to reach out at sarna.michelle at gmail.com with any questions, insights, or suggestions. And to those of you who have reached out already, thank you so much. I'm really grateful that you're a part of this community. Today, I'm first of all thinking of everybody who has had any damage or any um, inconveniences, big or small, due to the storm, which struck the t- different regions in the tri-state area to different extents um, pretty suddenly last night. So thinking of everybody out there um, and sending Tfilot, and if I can be helpful in any way, please feel free to reach out. I wanted to reflect today on how the tefillot that we say during the achidamim uh, no ra'im kind of switch tenses. On the one hand, we're saying, an Hashem, Chaktati, we're speaking in the past that we have sinned, we're also standing in front of God very much in the present, and we're feeling in, in this in-between state where our our past is being evaluated and our future is being predicted or inscribed, and there's interesting psychological research about how people tend to falsely distinguish between our present and past selves and our future self in ways that can be both limiting and damaging. And I want to explore that today and share a really personal moving story that um, came my way that really reflects this. An article in Harvard Business Review by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, an organizational psychologist, summarizes some of the research by Dr. Dan Gilbert and others about the psychology of the future self. And Dr. Gilbert gave a really riveting TED talk where he discusses how many people have what he calls an end of history illusion, in which we have this illusion that where we are right now is the end of our story. And we kind of limit our vision and our understanding of ourself and how we'll evolve based on where we understand or perceive ourselves to be in this very moment and by how we review and understand our behaviors in the past and in fact he thinks that right now our assumption that how we see ourselves is our completed final self is a complete fallacy and actually in reality everything about us our personalities our strengths really change over time and in fact he cites a recent study that looked at people over 60 years and found how much their personalities had evolved during that time so um, it's really important to distinguish between our former current and future selves in order to really imagine and dream and plan for being our best self um, and in fact, we should, we should be really ambitious about who we want to become and then plan towards that and not think that where we are now is a limit to who we can be. And in fact, there was interesting research by um, people in the business world who were trying to encourage people to invest more strategically, financially, and they found that telling people, giving them the research, showing them the data about how important it is to save now for the future was not effective. However, they were able to build this technology that created an image of how someone would look aged and by showing them a picture of themselves in their future at age 60 70 80 relying on their savings of today that in itself was a huge incentive and motivator to be able to invest because sometimes we can't imagine our future self and we almost see our future self as someone totally either the same trapped as who we are today or someone completely other, and even having a visual, seeing ourselves aged, or how we may look at that time, helps us connect to that future version of ourself, and helps us adapt our behaviors towards the future, which is in fact one of the main goals, or the process of Teshuvah, is to envision not just where we are today, but who we can be in the future, and not to feel bound by our past. I had an amazing encounter with a cousin of mine who I actually had never heard of. She was a uh, is a second cousin and she actually reached out to my mom because she was visiting Israel for the first time and she wanted to visit her grandfather's grave. And it happened to be, I was very blessed, uh, my family and I have tried to go to Israel Every summer, when possible, and I was in Israel with my family, and I was very happy to go visit the kfarim of my um, of my ancestors and hers. And um, I got to I met her, and uh, let's call her Sally. And she shared her story. She basically um, was my my um, close relatives' um, granddaughter, and she didn't grow up knowing my side of the family because my close relative passed away, I think before she was born. And there was her the, her grandmother felt alienated from our family. And I remember hearing about this close relative. It was a devastating loss for my grandparent that was close to them. And, but I, we never knew what happened because they just didn't stay in touch. She ended up growing up in a trailer park and her mom worked in Walmart, and when she was in high school, um, which did not have a lot of Jews, she learned about the Holocaust, and that ignited something because her, her grandparent had been a Holocaust survivor. She never had a chance to meet them, to hear their story, and she started learning more about the Holocaust and exploring more about her Judaism, and she was a very hardworking, intelligent, motivated young, young woman. And she actually um, applied for and received, she is, um, has a disability for a special um, scholarship for Jewish students that have a disability to get to um, study and in Israel and she ended up getting an internship there and she had gone on this really personal journey both to discover her Judaism and also to be very ambitious about the life she wanted for herself. She was aiming for a law degree and she was applying to top colleges and working really hard and really creating a a beautiful rich life for herself um and she was very close with her- her parent who is now a single parent and she was so grateful for what she had gotten from her home and she clearly envisioned something different religiously and in every other way and i was so moved because here was someone who didn't really know so much about her past but was very deliberate in crafting her future and in that process claiming parts of her past that she hadn't known as well or as intimately and really redefining it and owning it. And I was really inspired by her personal journey and it made me think about um, about how, how am I dreaming or thinking about the possibilities of how I can contribute to the world with the privilege that I have and how locked or stuck have I been in how I think I've been up until now or how I view my kind of personal story or narrative. And I just felt really inspired by this young woman. So I am thinking about how each of us could kind of harness the psychology of our future selves and really like visualize where we want to be, how we want to grow and kind of own the hard work and the steps we need to take to get there. Wishing you all a meaningful day.